The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. And welcome friends as we continue in our live stream devotional. And it is a privilege to be with you again on this Tuesday edition. And as many of you know, I just returned from vacation and uh, last time when I did Christmas, I scheduled uh, almost a week and a half worth of extra devotionals, so there was something available, and uh, I just got behind not being able to do that. And I appreciate Pastor Trevor over the last several days filling in and having devotionals ready uh, for our church and for each other, and I, and I know they were an encouragement to me. I'm sure they were to you as well. We appreciate him taking the extra time as he had still a youth group uh, message to prepare, two Sunday messages to prepare, plus a devotional, plus everything else. It definitely, I'm sure, made for a busy week as he jumped right back in the ministry when he got back from vacation. And I tell you, I, I love, there's just aspects of vacation. I love the, the break, the relaxation, the time of family. Um, and when I, you know, is when I first went into ministry, there was part of me in any kind of job. Hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. And taking time off and resting, things like that often felt like um, they were wrong. Like it was wrong to take this time off because I have things to do. And I was reminded and uh, really year, probably half, 10 years into this, that a simple phrase stuck with me. You're no good to the people you want to serve if you're no good to yourself, if you're tired. And there's a reason God placed the Sabbath, the idea of the Sabbath day, the rest. He said, Sabbath is for man, not man for the Sabbath. And, you know, it's interesting to me, vacation's unique. You take off the first couple days, and it's just trying to get your mind rested in the fact that the things that are, that all your responsibilities, they're okay, they're covered. You know, you, you'll pick them back up in a week or so, and it'll get your, give yourself a chance to relax. And then you just get a chance to relax and enjoy. And as it was for me the last couple of days, and it's like, all right, I'm ready to get back to my life, get back to what God's called me. That's one of the great premises of vacation. And so, uh, believe it or not, uh, last night when I went to bed, I was excited to get up earlier than normal, to get back into work, back into the Word of God with what God has done in my life over the last week on vacation. And a lot of times when you rest and just kind of get away from all the cares of life, spend some time with family, reflect on all that God has given to you and done, and, then, and obviously in our case, what God has done in the last year, and you remove all the distractions, it gives you an opportunity to hear from God in a way that otherwise you wouldn't. And I'll tell you, uh, personally, God has refreshed me, spoke to me, and encouraged me over the last few days, and I am just appreciative of His continual speaking into me, into my life, and I hope that ends up being encouragement to you as we move forward in this uh, brand new year that God has given to us. Uh, if you're following along in your Bibles, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 37 today. Um, we did the Christmas time, and then Pastor Trevor kind of gave us a break between uh, the Christmas season and this new year, and I've been praying about for several weeks what direction to go when Christmas was over. And a uh, thought came to my mind a few weeks ago, and I've been praying about it, looking for peace, and God has given me peace to move into the story of Joseph. And uh, I'm stealing the title from a friend of mine who did something like this. Um, he called it Living the Dream. I like that, but Living the Dream. So we're going to talk for the next uh, several weeks on this idea of living the dream and really studying through the life of Joseph. 
And uh, really what we're going to see is we're going to see in the first few episodes here, we're going to see how uh, Joseph was prepared, how God had, had given him a dream and prepared him and told him, this is what will happen one day in your life. And then there's a large portion of his life where everything that came into his life seemed to dictate that there's no way that dream could come true. Well, then as the end of his story comes into play, what we see is not only was that not true, was that all of these events that took place in what seemed to be unfair, what seemed to be wrong, what seemed to be sinful, what seemed to be the wrong people getting ahead, and all these things were actually tools that God used to get Joseph in the only place he could be to be able to be in front of Pharaoh because a guy coming from, uh, from Canaan wouldn't have made a bit of difference. So uh, that's what we're going to evaluate and look at as we look at this and we're going to evaluate uh, the promises God gave, the dreams God gave, what it means. We're going to break down and take some time to study into and unpack what these things mean and then some practical truths over the next few weeks as we evaluate this idea of uh, following uh, the truths and the story of this man by the name of Joseph. Now here's an interesting thought as we start. I've heard this said, as uh, far as I know in my study, I believe this to be true. Uh, the comment that I've heard made is that when you study Joseph, the one thing you find is there's nowhere in Scripture where anything negative is ever said of Joseph, where he did wrong or where he sinned. Frankly, all you see is how through all of the trials, he honored God and did right. And we believe that, and I believe that to be true as far as I know. Uh, there's nothing written. Please remember that, just think about the life of Christ. All of the things that happen through the life of Christ are not written in the Gospels. Uh, the Gospels are a fraction of what. In fact, um, one, one of them sections mentions that uh, the pages could not contain all that Jesus did when he was on this earth. So please understand that just because it's not written here does not mean that it didn't happen. Joseph was not perfect. Joseph was not divine. Uh, what, what we see is that God let us see aspects of what he wanted us to learn from Joseph and truthful things of Joseph. Joseph obviously was a man of character and integrity. And because of that, God blessed him immensely. But the key is not necessarily, and here's what I want us to understand this entire story. And I, I used to, you know, if you're not careful, you can see this next thought in a reverse. And you don't, we don't purposely do that, but it's easy to do. Sometimes we can look at this, this whole story of Joseph and we can see that because Joseph was, an obe was obedient, God blessed him and allowed him to be in a position of authority. And we make the story all about Joseph. Joseph the promise of Joseph, the problems that Joseph went through, the promotion of Joseph, all those things we can look at. We can make the story about Joseph, just kind of like we can make the journey we find our things to be about us. Lord, why did you let me here? Why did you let this happen to me? What are you doing in my life? And, and while we need to evaluate those things, I hope we will get a, a different, a unique aspect, a different aspect. We look at the life of Joseph, not what did Joseph do and God blessed him, but how God used the surroundings and used Joseph for what was needed in that day. God didn't just bless Joseph because he was good. God used Joseph because he would be good, because he was obedient, because he was a man of character, and God used him to put him in a place that was needed to provide for his, his, his family, for the family of Jacob, for the nation of Israel. And so God chose to put Joseph in a place because there was a famine coming to prepare, to prepare for the seven years of plenty so that they can be taken care of. So that when they got to Egypt, they could be taken care of instead of dying. And so God, it was less about what God did to bless Joseph as he did or God 
but more of God used Joseph for his plan. And so hopefully what we'll see in this idea is that God, it's, it, God does bless us and we obey. God does bless us and we follow, and that's true. But I hope we understand this is less about God's obligated to bless me because of something I've done, and more about God has a very specific plan for me. And my job is to find out what is that plan. Walk with God. Stay in His Word. Stay in prayer. Be in church. Be involved. Open, go through the doors that are available. Knock on the doors. Get to where God needs me to be in the right time. And as long as I stay close to God, God can take care and help me to see what He wants. And so we see less about just being blessed because Joseph's good and more about God's goodness to Joseph and God's ultimate plan. And that's what we're going to look at. Let's evaluate a little bit the beginning of who was Joseph. Genesis 37, verse 1, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah, and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. I'm just going to take today and look at those couple of verses. And we start off with seeing that Joseph obviously was a young man. Uh, he was 17. And, you know, in today's culture, uh, 17 means he's one year away from being considered an adult. He's no longer a minor. And, uh, you know, when we send him to college, in the next four to five years, many of them will choose a career. Many of them will choose maybe if they're who, who they're going to marry or things of that nature. And a lot of the vast, important decisions they'll make when they place in the next five years. And they're 21, they're legal to do a lot of things. And we kind of, hey, by 21, 22, go out. You're an adult. It's interesting, at this age, he was still considered very young. As a matter of fact, um, maybe 30 or 40 before they were married, things like that. They, they were expected to be older before they were taking on some of these roles. Uh, but it's interesting that at 17, at a young age, Joseph was working. Joseph was out serving. Hey, let's get you out. Let's get you working. Let's get you trained in the family business is really what it was. And so uh, Joseph's out doing what he's supposed to, and he's around his brothers. Now, we look at the fact that you know, there were more than one wife, obviously, Rebecca and Rachel, and we see the names of two other wives and their kids. And I won't spend a lot of time into this. A lot of people want to say that this is God saying that uh, multiple wives is good. Please remember, especially as you study Old Testament history, um, just because it's written in the Bible as a fact does not necessarily mean that God says it's okay. Um, God never said that multiple marriages are good. As a matter of fact, I think it was the opposite of that. This was just the culture of the day, right or wrong. It was the culture of the day. Um, God still blessed Jacob, and we could debate a lot of it at the, uh, as we go through this. But So what we see, though, is there's a lot of, it's just evaluating the history, there's a lot of unique aspects of what's happening here. You know, there's different mothers that they come from, which means one is going to be loved more than others, which is going to bleed down to the kids in frustration. Just to picture the family drama with this. But what I want to do is just, just mention one, one thing as we focus that. Um, we see here that Joseph um, was 17. He was out serving, but he would come back and he would tell Jacob or Israel this time, uh, the evil report of his brothers. Now, I, I don't want to focus on, was he tattletaling? Was he a snitch? But uh, we could spend a lot of time on that. I won't. I will say this, um, whether you think it's right or wrong, we could say that he snitched. We're not a fan of that. Joseph had a favorite. There's a lot of little things culturally we can look at and say, I'm not a fan of or things of that nature. What I can say is that, first of all, um, maybe the things that jo Jacob's other children were doing were going to heavily affect him 
and business and, and life and testimony. We don't know what they were involved in, what they were doing, but what we know is Joseph comes back. Now, I, what I want to do is focus my attention really for the last couple of minutes on this thought. The distinction between Joseph, who was a man of character and integrity, and between his brothers, who were not. Between his brothers, who uh, obviously involved in evil. Because his joke, Joseph brought back to evil report. I was reading a commentary this morning who said there's a potential that the reason behind that was is that Jacob had gotten right with God kind of later in his life. And then as he got right with God, jo Joseph was younger. And so Joseph was reared in a different home than, say, his older brothers. And that's, that's possible. Here's what I say. Without knowing all the details, there's a great truth. And I've seen this in life across board. It is amazing how... Uh, two different people can come out of the exact same home and be very, very different. Uh, you can have the same mom, you can have the same dad, you can have the, they can have the same life, you can go to the same school, go to the same church, have the same training, have the same everything. One, come out, they can, one comes out happy, one comes out angry, one comes out loving God, one comes out wanting nothing to do with God, uh, one comes out saying I want to follow on what I had in my home, and one comes out and says I want nothing like my home when I get out. Uh, was one favored over the other in this situation in Joseph. We know that to be true, but not necessarily. It doesn't always mean that. What I see is that when we go through scenarios, starting in our home, we can go back and psychiatrists want to do this. Well, your mom and dad did this, and don't get me wrong, much of who you are is established by your upbringing, by your surroundings, things of that nature. But those things don't have to establish who you will become. You get up, you know, there can be scenarios in your life that can give you a legitimate reason to be hurt or betrayed or angry, but it doesn't have to dictate you being a bitter person the rest of your life. I, I don't have to live the next 50, 60 years of my life angry and bitter because of someone else's anger and bitterness. I can grow beyond that. I don't, and Paul says forgetting those things. Now, I'm not going to forget them. I cannot. But I can say, I will choose to forget those. I will choose not to dwell on those, and I will grow beyond the good, the bad, and the ugly of my past, and I will grow beyond it. Really what it comes down to is, what will I do with what I have been given? What will I do with what I have been given? If you grew up in a Christian home, what are you doing with the truths that your parents gave you? What are you doing with the truths that you heard at the church that your parents had you in? What are you doing with the truths that maybe when they had you serving? And you say, well, you don't know my parents at home, and we, you can do that, what they were like. Nobody's perfect. And we can focus all of our attention on all the negatives, hypocrisy, whatever we want to believe in home. Let me encourage you, that's, that's, not, that's not healthy. We want to move forward. The question is not, can I find a lot of reasons to be frustrated? Because it's easy to do in America. We live in a sinful world. The question is, what will I do with the good that God's put in my life? What will I do with the, the blessings he's put in my life, with his moving in my life? Will I grab a hold and grasp and make the truths of God mine? Or will I decide to find a thousand reasons not to? And you can do both of those. You can choose to say that the things of God are good and I love God and I'm going to make them mine. I'm going to follow. I'm not going to be exactly like my parents. I'm going to grow better than them. But I'm going to follow God and make him part of my life. Or, you know, all these reasons why I'm not going to follow. That's a choice all of us will make. And if you're young right now, it's a decision you're probably making right now. If you're older, maybe you've made that decision and you need to reevaluate. Am I going to be a product of my past, or am I going to live in the freedom of God's grace and the gospel in my life? And it's, it's, so, it's easier said than done. Please understand, it's a process we need to go through. But I need to decide this is what I will do, and that first decision helps me in moving forward. You know, Joseph 
was able to go through what we believe to be about 13 years of just injustice, if I can use that phrase, that term. And it started way back before he was 17 and sold into slavery, but thrown into that pit. His heart and his character was established before that day, or else why would God have chosen him? Why would God have given him the dream? There was something in his heart that God said, I can use him for me. That's what I hope we can focus on. My heart, in spite of my situations, in spite of the good and the bad, my heart, that's what it comes down to. My heart for God is tender, it's right. I spend time with him, I learn how to love him, I understand how much he loves me. And these are the things that just can, can change me and mold me and make me who God wants me to be and just give me the peace and freedom that I desire so much and be usable by God, which I hope, I think all of us really want to be. Well, thank you for taking time on this Tuesday as we just kind of give a quick introductory thought to, and fortunately, as you know, these are shorter periods of time, we're just going to break down one thought at a time over the next couple of weeks as we evaluate a great story from the life of Joseph and I believe will be a great help. We thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to be part of your day. We hope you have a great remainder of this day and a great week. We love you and look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.